Hey guys, it's Cam here from the KT team. Today we talk about kids and technology as well as child-proofing your home. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. All right, let's get right to it. Episode 9, KT Confidential. So today I want to talk about some controversial things that I got into discussion with with some of my clients, some friends, some family members lately, and that's child safety and child safety within the home. Right. This is something that both you and I deal with we've on a regular basis. We've both been through basis. the process of... Uh, child-proofing our properties. No, no, let me interrupt you there for a second because I am in the continual process and I'm going to have to do it again at the cottage for this summer. So for those of you that don't know, I have twin boys. They're almost 20 months old, Judah and Jonah. And Adrian has a four-and-a-half-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old. Yes, Tessa Both girls, and Tessa and McKenna. So... Two girls, two boys, two fairly large homes, and lots of shit all over the house for them to open, destroy, hurt themselves with, etc. What extent did you go through it? Like, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not. I don't know. I don't like to do a lot of it. I mean, we did some basic stuff. Okay, so the typical things. We've got gates at the top and bottom. Did you install the gates yourself? I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you sourced the gates? Bought the gates from wherever and then installed them. Did you have to do any modifications to them or? Uh, Minor, like I I mounted them on wood frames, but that was it. How did you secure it to the the posts? I just screwed right in. Oh, did you? Yeah. Lots. I think it was one or two screw holes. Not a big deal. So once they come down or if you sell, you're just going to fill it with some like wood filler and then... Yeah, put some wood filler in there, mix a bit of stain, touch it up. You should have seen what I did in the old house. You may have seen actually when I had Carter, our German Shepherd, as a puppy. Uh, you know, like the nosing around the stairs. So on the side of the stairs that was open to the hallway, he chewed the entire nosing off. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so... I, I imagine it's not the way that a proper carpenter would do it, but I slowly added um, wood filler and I kept building it up and up and up. And then I sanded it all down to the same shape as the the other nosing and I stained it. I swear to God, you couldn't notice the difference. Like, yeah. I was so proud Except of myself. Except the new owners when they stepped on if that they particular it, corner. it, fell right off. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but as far as gates, so we have gates at the top of all our stairs so the basement, um, we have a, a lock, a gate there, and then the main set of stairs going upstairs, top and bottom. Um, aside from that, just some basic childproof locks on some cupboard doors and drawers in the kitchen and bathrooms. Did you go with the magnetic ones that you have the magnetic key? No, no, just the cheap, basic little plastic ones that catch. You stick your finger in and yeah. then, yeah. yeah. Do you find the kids ever slam their fingers or get their fingers caught when they open it and there's that gap? No, and I don't care anyways. Right. Like, they do it once that's, and they that's, learn their that's lesson. That's just how I am. Like, let them get hurt. It doesn't bother me. See, that's the very, and that's some of the controversy behind what I was talking about with my, with some of my family members is that the old school mentality was very much let them get hurt. They'll learn their lesson. Yeah. Like we had, I don't know how many people now, 14, 15 people over at Christmas time. 
and nobody could open anything because everything is like on serious lockdown doors to the bathroom you know all the cabinet doors drawers whatever um and everybody was like what the fuck like you know when you were kids we didn't have any of this and look you turned out okay and that seems to be the mentality of a lot of you know older people but uh yeah we've got everything on lockdown so i hired um uh, ken mcphee he's a local guy that's uh, a certified trained specializes uh, in he specializes in child child safety child proofing we've used them for clients when they want to secure their pool uh for gates and things like that i've used them for that um and then he custom fabricated the gates in the home so we have one that extends from the from the stairs to a wall which is about seven feet long so the kids can't get into the front foyer as well uh, and then one at the top of the stairs and he rigged it very very nicely and it looks it looks spot on it's also they are good little... for having designated play areas oh for sure yeah yeah if People you want to block them off to an area yeah, yeah. Um, and then I had him just because I didn't have the time or patience install um, all of the locks in the kitchen uh, which are the magnetic ones. I, yep. I quite like those because they're clean. The kids can't open the doors or drawers at all. Uh, the challenge is always finding one of the magnetic keys. So if you're cooking, yeah. it is a serious pain in the ass, like to the point where I thought of taping one to a finger. Just <laughs> 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 Is it just a magnet though? It is, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, but like when you're... Like if you lose one, you might be able to find something else that could work. Well, you just get another magnet, yeah. But if you can't find it, you're screwed. Potentially. Okay. Yeah. Or you go to the hardware store. Right. But to open your... If you've got a meal ready and you need a fork and you can't find it, you have to go to the hardware store. Well, that's why we have three of them. So one's tucked away for an emergency basis. In a drawer? Yeah, one of the locking drawers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And then recently I added the... um, I can't remember the brand, but they um, they are locks designed to stop the lever the lever from yeah. going down um so little funny story literally the day after i installed them natalie sends me a text message before i uh, I, I was still at the office and she sends me a text message uh, don't be upset about the hole in the door and uh i i said okay whatever i'll deal with it when i come home i came home and literally the powder room door had a hole that looked like her foot and it went she she kicked the door down because what happened was i guess she didn't realize and i didn't think about it in the beginning either and there was no mention of that in the instructions but the part of this child lock has to be fully disengaged if it's anything but all you need to do is lift it from the bottom and it engages it so I guess when she opened it, it wasn't fully disengaged and Jonah went up to it and he lifted it up and locked her in the bathroom. And we must have been with a client or shooting a video or something. She texted me and I didn't respond in the you know, 10 minutes that she had already basically broken the door down. <laughs> and this is a... So she was in the washroom, the boys were outside. The boys were outside. Getting into trouble. And they locked her in within seconds of her being in there. They locked her in there. And when they did that, they started freaking out because they knew that they did something wrong. And she was freaking out because she couldn't get to them. And so literally, 
you know, Natalie's five feet tall, 90 pounds. She put her, she put her back up against the wall and literally just like karate chopped the door down. And this is a nine foot door, which is, uh, well, you know, my door is their custom style um, and I can't find them. And the closest comparable is 350 bucks unpainted. So now I'm going to spend probably four to 500 bucks to replace the door and it might not even be the same style. Yeah. So, um, so the ones we have on the lever handles, there's a couple doors we have it like to the walk-in closet because that's where some we keep some of the medicine and stuff. Uh, they are a little, you have to actually push it in, slide it over to prevent the handle from moving. So it's oh, not, okay. you couldn't really accidentally do it. I can't remember which client it was of ours, maybe Danielle or Krista or somebody, and they got locked out, similar story. They got locked out of the house though. Oh yeah, Danielle. Yeah, and she yeah. so she kicked the front door in. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, and since they've that actually must take a done a like renovation a <laughs> and replaced that door, the yeah. second replacement. You must have to put a lot of strength into kicking a front door down. That's impressive. Yeah, you must. Kudos, Danielle. Yeah. Good job. Well, what she didn't tell us is she left a pot of bolognese on the stove. So oh. if she didn't get in there in time, the house would probably burn down. And dinner would be ruined. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, but um, aside from that, I haven't done much in my house. There's like, I'll go into clients' houses where every uh, sh- sharp edge of a table has foam on it. Um, and every corner of a wall has foam on it because they don't want their kids bumping into the stuff. My coffee table is one of those industrial carts. And... I joke around all the time saying, so on the corners of that cart, which is all wood. Steel. There's big steel brackets. So I always joke around and say, yeah, we put these on the corners to make sure they didn't hurt themselves on the wood. Uh, (laughs) And then the wheels, um, where the axles are, there's these big bolts coming out. So um, I don't know, that stuff doesn't really bother me. I don't, I don't know. We haven't had any problems. I'm sure the kids have hit themselves on it once or twice, but I feel like it helps them be more aware of their surroundings and figure I'm, it out. I'm really curious to know how many, I mean, we're in and out of tons of homes all the time, but we never really get the sense of what people deal with when it comes to childproofing. I'm quite frankly, I am scared shitless for trying to childproof the cottage because there are so many areas where they can injure themselves yeah it's gonna be uh well and that's another thing like if you are like overly cautious at home what happens when you leave the house right like go your, to a friend's, your friends houses aren't going to be the same way right. public places aren't going to be the same way you are going to be so on edge trying to protect your kids everywhere else that it's just ridiculous you won't be able to enjoy yourself and your kids won't know what is appropriate to do and what isn't appropriate to do. We should have brought Natalie and Alicia in for this episode because yeah. I bet you they have differing opinions. I don't know. I mean, I've we've had, I won't say any names, but we've had people over the house uh, with kids. Call them out. Call them out right not now. Not a chance. Not a chance. And some of these fucking kids. You only have six friends, so just it's not that hard to figure out. Out of control. Out of control. Like they just do whatever they want and the parents don't stop them. And that's the difference is like, you know, it takes a bit more effort in the beginning 
But if you're on top of them and you tell them what's appropriate and what's not appropriate and you, you know, give them a bit of guidance, after they learn, they're smart learners, you know, they learn faster, smart uh, kids, they will stop doing the things they're not supposed to do. But if you don't... But that all goes back to how you bring them up. Like, yes. if you let your kids get away with shit, they're going to continue to get away with it. Of course. How many times that we've held an open house or taken clients out for showings and the kids are all over the place. Yeah. Like, have some respect, right? Like, teach your kid to have mm. respect for other people's stuff. And Yeah. I want to know who these people are. Who are they? I'll tell you after. Okay. <laughs> I'll tag them in the in the post yeah. then for you. <laughs> All right, you do that. I'll be spending a lot more time out of the house. Um, now, you have a hot tub. Do you do anything to child-proof the hot tub? Is there a lock on your cover or anything? Yeah, I mean, they, they wouldn't be able to lift the cover up Yet. anyways. Yet. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. Like, even, you know, I struggle occasionally. Um so I'm not concerned about it. But yes, it does have those little buckle clips. So I always have at least one of those in. Um but it doesn't yeah, it doesn't really bother me. But a pool would, for sure. If you have a pool, you have to definitely put a gate up around it. Um and there's a lot of great options that look nice. You don't need to get those permanent big iron gates. There's um like I can't remember his name. Ken. Ken. Uh, he did one for a client of mine. Bullseye safety. Yeah, so yeah. it was, um, it's almost like a retractable fence. And you can get gates installed. And then if you're having a big party and you're not concerned because everybody's out there to supervise, you can just roll the whole thing up and put it away. So that's really important. But the hot tub, not so much. They have to climb up to it. They have to lift a, you know, 100-pound cover or whatever. Um, so it's not such a concern. Is there anything else that... Uh now with technology, this is, you know, I think the child safety um, products that are on the market are going to change substantially over the next few years. I don't know what's coming down the line. Have you seen anything from a tech standpoint that parents might want to invest in? Um, like cameras are the obvious. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it means for kids specifically. Um, yeah, child safety in general. I can see people putting like GPS stuff in shoes and watches and things like that. Oh, bro, I am going to literally embed a some kind of GPS device in my children's head, neck, arm, somewhere where yeah. they cannot remove it. I don't know if there is a doctor that's doing this kind of procedure right now. <laughs> but, you know, the uh, best thing I ever bought, Natalie, was the little tile. You, yeah. you ever seen the tiles where you, you, you click on it and it rings your phone so you can find your phone or vice versa you activate it on your phone so you can find your keys i am going to install one in my children somehow some way so uh, any hardcore christians listening to this are probably freaking out right now because that i think in like revelations or something i don't know exactly but the, the sign of the beast is, talks about embedding things into people so well, it's going to happen, so they better start topic. dealing with it now and <laughs> hold their peace to it. Yeah, well, I was speaking with someone recently who wouldn't, who won't get a Nexus card because of retinal scan, and that's something biblical too. Um, well, and they say Jewish people can't get uh, tattoos. Not that I have a tattoo yet, um, but if you if you're tattooed, you can't be buried in a right in a Jewish plot. 
right? We should go get tattoos together. Maybe a KT square. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> On my ass. Yeah. But I think uh, GPS things are great. So Alicia and I and some of my family members all have access to see where we all are at any given time. Find my friends. Find my friends. I think it's great. Like some people think it's creepy, but I don't care where they are 99% of the time. But if I'm planning a trip. Is to that go why f- you deleted me from it? Because you didn't want me to see where you were? Yeah, probably. Okay. I didn't even know I had you on there. Did I? You probably didn't give me access. So if someone doesn't allow me to see them, right. you're not going to see where I am either. That's not right. Right. But That would uh, be just creepy. Yeah. I know where you are anyway. Yeah. but I think You live next door. I think <laughs> if I'm not there, I'm here. I think it's a great uh, feature. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it needs to be embedded into your skin, but I think, um, you know, for a certain degree, maybe it is a good idea to have it on kids. At what age their, do you think shoes. it's appropriate for, like, so Tessa's four and a half. At what age will you, because you will, what age will you get her a cell phone? I knew that was coming. I don't know. Um, that's a good question. I haven't really thought about it. Because she's in school now. Yeah. Um, like a full-blown cell phone? No, a half a fucking cell phone. Well, I'm thinking like they probably make things where... Give her one without a battery. See they, how that works. <laughs> there's probably things where they can communicate with one person, right? Where like I have a direct link to her via her fancy uh, iWatch or other company equivalent. Um, versus a full-blown cell phone that she has, you know, can browse the web and call whoever she wants and that sort of thing. That's what I mean. Well, there are parental and, and restrictions you can set on, like, your iPhone. Your iPhone has yeah. restrictions or you just don't install the app and don't give her access to yeah. iTunes. Honestly, I wouldn't be afraid of giving one to her now. Yeah. I mean, they're growing up in this the day and age well, of Well, being afraid of it and actually doing it or two different things yeah it doesn't scare me i think you know i if she asked for one which obviously she's, she's four she's not going to ask for one but um you know if we felt tessa that, if you're watching this <laughs> ask your dad for an iphone i would give one to her anytime obviously putting restrictions on things that she could do like browsing and stuff like that but um she'll call me from it now like she uh, knows how to uh, unlock her you know alicia's phone and and dial me and even if it's locked she knows that she can access the SOS feature, and I'm the emergency contact. And she'll call me and FaceTime me all the time. I think it's it's really fun. Um, but that's what they're they're growing up in the day and age of technology. They're they're surrounded by it, so why not immerse them in it? Well, a lot of schools now are teaching children in elementary school with iPads, right? So yeah. uh, I think the faster, in my opinion, the faster that you get your children acclimated to the electronic and tech world. Um, you know, the more advanced that they'll become. So, you know, forget about the old school ways of doing things. It's, it's, it's gone. It's in the past. And, you know, there's a, so we're going through this whole calendar debate now in our house uh, with myself and with Natalie um, and trying to get in sync with who's going to be where at what times. And I started looking at uh, different apps and I was surprised there are a lot of apps out there right now. I don't know the names of them off the top of my head, but they are calendars designed to keep your family in sync. So you're sharing. So if you have two kids, they each have a phone. Um, you got four phones, let's say, in the family. It's sharing all of that calendar, but also your location. 
Uh, so you can see where everybody is, um, your to-do list for the day, what's for dinner, like it's this whole family tracking uh, app. And I think it's pretty cool. I'm gonna look into it a little bit more. But even the- If anybody has this, any of these apps and they wanna share their pros and cons behind them, I'd love to hear that because I think I will invest in one. Yeah, I can see the value in it. But at the same time, all the native apps to the iPhone or Android, I'm sure has this equivalent like the to-do lists and the notes and the calendars and contacts, et cetera. You can create shared stuff there. But this is encompasses it all in that app. Right. And everybody is sharing it, uh, seeing it, and you don't have to, you know, exit out of one app to go into another. It's all just there. Right. Uh, it's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, and going back to computers and phones and iPads and stuff, do you let your kids watch iPads? And They're not at the point yet where they are... They're, they're not there yet. Uh, so for Christmas uh, slash Hanukkah, yeah, we, um, um, Natalie and I got them Leap Pads. Have you seen the Leap yeah, Pads? Yeah, Tessa has one. Um, that thing is indestructible, first of all. An iPad wouldn't last two days with the boys. It would get destroyed. But the Leap Pad really takes a like a shit kicking, and it, it's held up pretty good. Yeah. Um, but they're not at the point that they know what's happening with it, right? Like they'll sit and watch a video on it or listen to some music on it. They're not really interacting. Um, I caught Natalie playing one of the games on it. So I think at this point, <laughs> maybe maybe we're using it more than they are. Yeah. Um, really cool. I think they're gonna enjoy it. I do and I will wanna get them integrated into um, an iPad, iPhone, and slowly teach them. Cause I think it's important for uh, for kids. At the same time, I will be a little bit old school. I think it's important for kids to know how to uh, write, how to write letters, you know, um, scriptive writing. I don't think they even teach that they anymore. Don't. They don't. They don't. And I think, um, you know, some of that, putting that pen but, to but paper. But think about that. Does it really matter? Like calligraphy. There was that transition at some point where somebody was having the same conversation and saying, oh, I'm going to teach my kids how to write calligraphy because that's how it should be done. And my best goals that I've ever made for myself or when I really get into deep thought, which doesn't happen as much anymore because that's when like, I was on vacation and maybe a few mojitos in, and I literally took out my fountain pen on blank paper and just started writing. There's something to me anyways, I don't know if anybody else feels that way or like if you cursive? feel that way. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Like intentionally yes. cursive writing? Yes, okay. slowly just, you know, Why? slowly and nice. To me, there's something um, beautiful about putting your thoughts. Not mine, mine's messy as shit. On, on paper, <laughs> whether it's messy or not, there's something about that pen to paper. But just writing. That, that mentality that, uh, I don't know, something just happens in my brain okay. where when I literally, you know, and physically have a pen to paper, it, it it's more impactful. Maybe because I write so many emails and text messages every day and, you know, it's that whole electronic disconnect that there is something just natural and um, something that 
um, connects you from that pen to paper, I bet you there are a lot of um, motivational speakers or people that think about their goals, future, um, you know, um, forecasts, things like that, that, that still believe that way. I always have my notepad. You have yeah, your so notepad do I. all it's the full. time. It's full. So, yeah. you know, why aren't those notes in your phone or in your I agree. Writing down right? my thoughts, I like to do it in pen, but nothing to do with printing versus cursive. Right. That, to me, doesn't matter. I never do cursive. Don't like it. Never did. Don't see a need for it. Um, and, you know, another uh, generation from now, people probably have the conversation, feel the same way about just typing out their notes in a serif versus sans serif font. They'll be like, oh, yes, when I write in sans serif, I feel more. If you think the next generation is even going to type, you are (laughs) out of your mind. Actually, I was sending text messages and and I think emails too yesterday, and I was dictating it. And I heard Cameron in the other room kept laughing at me. But it was, I was typing and working and dictating stuff at the same time. So it was, I was multitasking. We will live in a world 50 years from now where literally you'll be sitting in the backseat of a car that's driving itself and you will just think about what the fuck you want to say and it'll end up in an email. A hundred percent. I think about that all the time because my father-in-law can't speak. So I was thinking there's got to be some, I've seen things, they're just not like actually mass produced, but there's where they hook up electrodes to your mind and... Um, you program it so when you think it's a certain thing it detects the pattern of whatever um, and it outputs that to a computer which can control machines and do many things write, dictate, whatever uh, so that will be for sure 100% well if they can fruition. translate if you know uh, if technology can translate a dog's bark into what it's actually saying which that technology exists no. You haven't seen that before? You're probably watching A Dog's Life. That does not exist. What's A Dog's Life? Is that a movie? Yes, it's a movie. No, it exists. You've I'm going to find it. <clears throat> no. That you've been wa- reading the National Enquirer or something. That no, does no, not no, exist. No, 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 People no. cannot determine what dogs are. Thinking. Whether or not it's legit, <laughs> you'll never know. But the technology is there that... I don't know if it's uh, something that's embedded or they wear or whatever, or it's just a, a, a device that I'm going to find it and I'm going to prove you wrong. All right. I doubt anybody listening actually has it because it apparently doesn't it doesn't exist, but no, <laughs> it exists. That's so funny. Um, you wanted to show me a video of some yeah, kind, so going, something to do with child safety. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know if you guys have been uh, keeping up with the news, but... Speaking of child safety, recently a woman, I don't know where it was, I think Cameron said in Wisconsin? Minnesota. Minnesota. In Minnesota. Um, a woman was driving her car. You ever been to Minnesota? No, I haven't. That's a boring, boring place. Don't ever go. Um, and I think there's some dumb people there because this woman was driving. Let's hope nobody from the Minnesota The guy behind listening. had a dash cam, so recorded the whole thing. Your city's boring as hell and you're dumb as shit and this she's taking a corner just a turning right and the passenger rear driver's side rear door opens and the car seat with a two-year-old falls out of the car onto the road kid strapped in the car keeps driving oh my god yeah i'll show you 
How does the car seat fall out? Well, the kid was at least strapped in, but the car seat wasn't. Like, how... And how do you keep driving? Oh, hang on, let me just take the next you, right, and I'll, I'll come back around. <laughs> I'll do a U-turn at that intersection up there to come back this. and pick up my kid. Right here. Look, she stops. Uh, this isn't a good spot to turn around, so I'm going to keep going. What the fuck? Look at this. There she goes. She's like, oh, no, there's cars in the way. I'm going to go up here and turn around. <laughs> oh, my God. Where's the woman? I spoke to the truck driver, Chad Mock. You walk up to this toddler and what do you see? Anyways. Can you believe that? Like, how stupid are you? Like, how do you not know, one, your rear door just opened and closed? How did the rear door open? Well, I suppose if they didn't have the safety lock, the kid could have done it. Can you play but it again? The door opened and closed. You won't believe what happened. It's a Honda Civic. And she slows down. Uh, she's like, no, everything's good. I'm going to keep going. Oh, door's open. Let's keep driving. I bet you this dumbass is going to sue Honda, too. You know what I think? It was intentional. She's trying to dump her kid in the middle Absolutely. of the road? Absolutely. She's trying to dump her kid. Did she come back? They said she did eventually. Eventually? But you stopped for a burger? Yeah. Oh, I messed that up. But, uh, yeah. Unbelievable. One, there's no way in hell you don't know the door opened. Two, there's no way in hell you don't realize your two-year-old daughter just flew out of the car, and then somehow the door just closed again. Like, I think she, she stopped. She probably wrote, oh, the door's open. So she reached back, closed the door, and kept going. And then she got to her destination and realized, oh, where's little Susie? And she drove around looking for her. Unbelievable. So I'm guessing their house isn't very well childproofed. Probably not. (laughs) And on that note, thanks for tuning in to episode nine. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe wherever you may be listening.